Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a four-six clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifestor journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifestor and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifestor journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifestor. You are here for global impact. You are here to change world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, my manifesto loves, and welcome to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, I want to talk all about parenting manifestors, whether you are um, a non-manifester who is parenting a manifester. I'm so glad and, and happy to have you here. Or whether you are a manifester yourself and you are also parenting another manifester, I wanted to dedicate an episode really just to kind of looking into this, right? Giving you some tips and giving you some, I guess, like exterior guidance and some framework for understanding how do you parent a manifester. And I'm going to look at this from a few different angles. I also really just want to kind of clarify and point out from from the top here that I certainly cannot cover everything to do with a manifester child in one episode. Manifester energy, even in children, cannot be contained into a box and certainly cannot be contained into a box as small as a 20-minute podcast episode. But I'm going to do my best to really give you sort of bite-sized takeaway pieces here. I recently did a podcast guest episode with the Divine Day Luna, Dana and Shana. They are two projectors that run Day Luna. Day Luna is a specialty human design business, and I've had a really incredible journey with them as they've really helped guide me and give me that kind of that depth of experience and that guidance that only projectors can do. They're certainly not the only people that have helped me and work with me in my human design journey, but they've been a really pivotal part. And they invited me to come and speak on their podcast, which was such a dream come true. And one of the topics that we discussed was all around how do we understand manifest to children, right? What are the tips that we can give parents to really help them kind of get on board and be really supportive of their manifested children? And that's such a profound question for me. It's such an important question for me. And it's really kind of released an extra flood of people who are now coming across my social media and joining the email list and all those wonderful things who are parents of manifestors. And I've been getting a lot of extra questions. I very, as a standard, I get a lot of questions about this, but I've been getting a lot extra around parenting manifestors. Hence, my desire to create this episode and to really speak specifically to it. I personally, of course, am a manifester. I am a 4-6 splenic manifester, but I, I also come from a very uh, kind of consistent and long familial line of manifestors. 
which is very, very rare. It's very unusual. And clearly we all orchestrated this as souls before we came into this life. We clearly all kind of wanted to come in and experience this very big energy. My father is a 4-6 emotional manifester. My son is a 4-6 emotional manifester. And without being able to run her chart, because I don't know her birth details, my grandmother who passed away last year is also, I'm certain, a manifester. Um, Understanding how she impacted the world, how she behaved, the things that she initiated. So I really do come from a long kind of genetic line. And I am really, really proud to be passing that on. I'm really, really proud to have come from manifestors before me, even though that's actually been quite a destructive journey. I'm really proud to have come from that. And I am proud to be the mother of a manifestor. I'm really, really insanely deeply proud of the fact that I, as a manifester, now have this opportunity to grow and facilitate and support the unleashing and unlocking of another manifester into the world. So for context, my little little manifester, we call him the mini-fester, he is seven years old and yes, he is a 4-6 profile, he is an emotional manifester. So he operates quite differently to me in a number of those ways. And that's the first thing that I really want to look at when we're talking about parenting a manifester. If you are a manifester yourself and you are parenting another manifester, or maybe you're even parenting multiple manifestors, I mean, that would be a blessing. Firstly, the first point here is that we need to recognize that this is rare, This is incredibly rare. Manifestors only account for 9% of the population. So the fact that you have a manifestor child is is unlikely, right? The fact that you have a manifestor child who has come into your life, especially if additionally you are a manifestor yourself, means that you are part of a very, very small percentage of people in the population who are experiencing the dynamics of these energies together. I know that parenting a manifestor can feel very tiring. It can feel very frustrating. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But I wanted to begin with this first very, very important point to to really shift our perspective, shift our mindset around this, and to recognize that as mothers or fathers, if we have the ability to parent a manifestor, we've been given a privilege, right? If we have the ability to raise a manifestor, we are quite quite honestly and quite deeply, we are co-collaborators in their journey of impacting the world. So as a manifester yourself, not only are you impacting the world, but you are also part of this journey of unlocking another manifester who is going to do significant things in the world. The rare of the rare, okay? I try to remember that on my tough days <laughs> with my little mini vesta, that this is unusual and that this is rare and it's a privilege and it's a blessing. Secondly, I want to touch in on this experience around being around that energy of a manifester. We need to understand that manifester children are are going to be sort of like unleashed manifestors, right? Manifester children are going to fully embody all of that energy without limitation. They're going to fully embody that big, big aura in particular, before they've experienced any of that social conditioning that tells them that they should shrink away 
and that they should hide. Particularly if you have a manifester before the age of seven years old, if your manifester is in that zero to seven years old group, they are really kind of before the age developmentally where they're starting to take on social conditioning. So what you're experiencing as their parent is the full brunt of their big, big aura. Remember that manifestors have the biggest aura of all of the energy types. And if you kind of need to go back to those basics, just remember that our aura is simply the projection of energy off our bodies. It's simply how our energy is expressed and and kind of pushed out into the world and how other people receive it. So manifestors naturally have a very big aura. I've heard some people refer to it as a bowling ball aura. I refer to it as the brick wall aura or the Great Wall of China because our aura is not only big, it's also closed. It is the only aura of all of the energy types that is closed. And here's how this represents in daily life. People will energetically notice you before you've even done anything. Your big aura walks into a room before you even walk into the room with your body. So people notice you and kind of turn to you and pay attention to you before you have even done any interaction at all. A manifester gets noticed simply because their energy is so big. But because it's closed, because your energy, your aura is a a wall, it's a brick wall, it's a closed aura, people can't see through it. They can't sense you. They can't naturally understand you. They can't get a gauge on what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what your personality is, what you want, what you're doing there, what you want from them, how you're going to communicate. And keep in mind that everyone else can do that with 91% of the population. So 91% of the population are able to read each other quite naturally. But then we have this small group of the 9% of us manifestors and people aren't able to read us. They aren't able to get a sense of us because they just get met with this kind of big unconscious energy and then they can't get through it and they can't understand it and they don't know how to respond to it or receive it. We see this in a sort of like unleashed capacity in manifested children. Because they haven't done anything or experienced anything, hopefully, to dim that light back down, we really, really do experience this big, big expression of their energy. It's this untamed energy. My little manifester in particular has such significant energy. His aura is so big, which is part of him being a 4-6 profile. It's also part of him being an emotional manifester. He also has a lot of defined motor energy. So he has a big, big energetic footprint. His aura is very, very big and we can feel him even when he is at the opposite end of our house. His name is Elijah and when when Elijah is around, we know that Elijah is around even if he's not making any noise. This is really integral to understand as a parent for two particular reasons when you're parenting a manifester. Firstly, we need to understand that even if we're manifestors ourselves, we are going to be experiencing that manifestor aura from the other side. Whereas we usually are behind that closed aura and it's, it's quiet and it's calm and it's comfortable and it's spacious and it's free. When we're parenting a manifestor, we're on the receiving end of that. And it pressures in to our closed aura. Their big aura pushes into our big aura. 
And we can experience this real energetic and physical fatigue just from having that constant pressure on the outside of our aura. If you are a non-manifester parent who is who's parenting a manifester, you're going to be uniquely experiencing their manifester energy on this kind of like intensified turn-up dial. You're going to be experiencing that aura, that big bowling ball, that big brick wall aura all up in your space all the time because you are a parent, right? So as parents, we don't really get reprieve from the energy of our children. And if you have a manifested child, you are experiencing big, big volatile energy all the time. And that is going to have an impact on you based on your specific design and the way that you have motor energy, the way that you respond to the world around you. So understanding yourself and your own energy and your own aura qualities is really important in how you parent your manifester. The other reason that this is really important to understand is that we all know as adult manifestors, we can very clearly articulate that we have always had the experience of feeling different. That as only 9% of the population and as having this closed aura and as taking a role that absolutely nobody else takes, that we are here to initiate things, that we feel things differently, we see things differently, we operate fundamentally differently to everyone, that we know we are different. And we can trace that back to childhood, to recognizing that in childhood, we always felt different. We always felt separate. We always felt misunderstood. We always felt disconnected. And that is exactly what your manifesto child is experiencing because that's the quality of being behind this closed aura. That's the quality of your impact as a manifester. So your child is already experiencing that. Your role as a parent is to support them in that, is to celebrate that instead of dimming that. Your role as a parent is to nurture and bring understanding to that. It's to show love and compassion to your manifester instead of brushing that off, instead of throwing that aside and instead of casting it aside and and believing that it's minuscule or that it's nothing. We as a family, I have three children. I've got a generator, a projector and my manifester. My husband is also a projector. We place significant effort as a family into celebrating and being grateful for the energy of my manifesto child. We also put a great deal of effort into celebrating my energy as a manifester. So whenever I or my little manifesto have initiated something or whenever we have informed or whenever we are just feeling that our energy is impacting people around us, We have learned in our family to communicate that and expect celebration in return. When my manifesto says to me, I'm really tired, I don't don't want to talk to you right now, I say, that is amazing, thank you so much for informing me, I'm going to support you in doing that. When my little manifesto is in an upcycle of his emotional wave and he's really stoked and he's really revved and he's really manic, I laugh and I giggle and I play with him and I say, what do you feel like now? His, his greatest line at the moment is, I just want to have fun. I just want to have fun. And so I say, great, let's facilitate that and have fun. My, my other children and my husband, we laugh along with him. We smile at him. We give him high fives. We celebrate the bigness of his manifesto energy. Because home 
and family are meant to be the environments in which we experience safety. They are meant to be the environment in which we experience emotional security and where we feel a space that we can investigate our identity and investigate our energy in a way that is held, is supported, is comfortable, and is loved. This is no more important for anyone else than it is for a manifester. Your manifester needs to have space to understand who they are, and this is a long-term process. It's a long-term process because their energy is so big and it's so volatile and it's so intense that they are not going to come to grips with that. They're not really going to understand it until they're into adulthood. So this is where it starts to become angering and frustrating for us as parents of manifestors that sometimes this can seem relentless. Parenting a manifester and trying to understand their energy and create the environment that they need can feel like it is an uphill journey that just never stops, just never quits. We never get a break from it. And after a particularly intensive year with my little manifester, because we are developmentally moving from, he's currently seven, he'll be eight in about six months. So we are actually moving from that development stage in childhood of zero to seven and now into eight to 14. And through this transition, as we move over this threshold, it has been particularly volatile. His energy has been particularly extreme. Communication has been particularly hard and tedious, right? There's been a lot of anger lashing out from him. There has been a lot of like manias and then sadnesses. He can go through his emotional wave so frequently that we can do that 25 times in one day. And I need to understand that as myself, As a splenic manifester with an undefined emotional center, I am feeling his emotions and I am magnifying them both for myself and for him. So I need to take responsibility for that. And we also understand as a family how we each respond to that. Over the last year, we have been taking turns to step out of his energy while he navigates through this time. So there is always somebody there to be supportive of him, but that we are not killing ourselves and flogging ourselves to do it. We might go out for a coffee. We might just kind of go for a walk. We might take the dog out for a walk just to have some physical separation from that energy. What we're facilitating here in our family is this environment for our manifester where he understands and knows that even though his energy is big and even though his energy is different to people around him, he is still accepted and he is still loved. And he has all the time in the world and all the support that he needs to journey through that and to understand it. The final point that I want to make before we finish up this episode is to understand the specifics of your manifesto child, right? There are going to be some generalizations to your manifesto child that all manifestors experience. So your manifesto child is either going to be like really, really angry you know, when they don't like what's going on. And, and remember that children do not have emotional maturity yet. So you're going to experience a lot of anger when you manifest a child, especially when you tell them no, they don't like being told no. You're also going to experience times of like peace and happiness with your manifesto child. You're going to experience their energy cycles where they will move from being particularly creative and initiating a lot of things and starting a lot of things and being very playful and fun. And then they'll go into cycles of rest. 
those cycles do move a lot faster in children than they do in adults. You you might see that move through that cycle over the course of one day, whereas with adult manifestors, we might move through that over the course of several weeks. You will also see that your manifestor child does not like to inform, that they struggle to communicate with you what is going on for them, and that you really need to provide frameworks for them to become more familiar with informing. There's a great episode that I did on the strategy of informing a little way back. You can definitely head back there and have a listen and that will help help you support your child in doing this. And finally, you're going to see that your manifestor child, regardless of all the specifics of your chart, your manifestor child is going to use their throat, right? Your manifestor child is going to magnify that bowling ball energy that they have by being really loud when they are using their throat, right? They are going to make big noises. They are going to make big impact. They are going to talk a lot and it will always be on their terms at their time. Those are the generalizations, right? These are the things that all manifested children are going to experience, but that's not the whole kitten caboodle. That's not the whole experience of manifesting, sorry, of parenting a manifested child, Where we also need to start drilling down into as parents of manifestors is to look at how they are specifically unique. Start to understand all of the unique aspects of their chart. In particular, you are going to want to look at their authority, at their profile, and at their motor energy centers. So their authority is their inner decision-making center, right? That their inner authority is the way that they are really, really aligned to make decisions. The authority in manifestors significantly changes how that manifestor shows up and how that manifestor experiences the world. As a splenic manifestor myself, I experience the world and I make decisions intuitively. It's very much an internalized process. I I feel it. I sense it physically. It's quiet. I need to be still and I can make those decisions and, and really feel those sensations in the moment when I'm quiet and when I'm still. However, my child manifester is an emotional manifester, which means for him to make decisions, he needs to ride an emotional wave. Granted, the emotional wave is a bit erratic in children and can also go very, very fast, whereas it slows down a little bit in adulthood. But my manifested child is not able to make decisions in the moment like I am. And he certainly does not require quiet. He really requires expressing that emotion and just allowing acceptance and that emotion to have a place. It just needs to come out of his throat. And, and kind of be placed out in the world. As he is present in experiencing all of those emotions, he will eventually reach that place of clarity again where he feels he can make a decision. So in childhood, while he is a child, I need to be accepting that I'm going to need to help him make decisions that need to be made quickly. I'm going to need to provide a, a supportive environment for him to just feel those emotional extremes as he feels them. If you have an ego manifest a child, they are going to need to talk out all of the things that they want and they don't need your advice or your guidance. They actually just need to hear their own voice. So you're going to have a child that is actually very, very chatty. And as they are talking, they are making decisions and they are making sense of the world. 
Moving on to profile, we have 12 different profile archetypes in human design. And of course, the profile always changes you regardless of of what energy type you are. But we do see this really, really kind of big changes in manifestors between profile types. So understanding exactly how your manifestors profile operates is going to be a game changer for you. For example, I am a 4-6 manifester, the 4 being the opportunist, the 6 being the role model, which means I am very, very social. I am very, very relational. I connect to people easily and deeply. People see me as a leader. People see me as somebody who has wisdom and has my shit together. And that's how I initiate, right? That's how I use my creative urge and how I initiate things into the world. I do it for relationships. I do it for the community. I do it for the network. I I do it because I know from my heart that this is going to help people. If your child, however, is a two for manifester, they are going to be partly connected as the opportunist, but they're also going to be deeply introverted and deeply creative from the two. They're going to experience wanting more time on their own. The things that they initiate and create are more likely going to be conceptual creativity, right? They're going to be crafty. They're going to build things with their hands. They're going to do things like photography, right? Then we can also have something like the one threes. The one threes are going to also be very introverted, but have a deep thirst for knowledge. They're going to want to experience knowledge and learn knowledge before they feel secure in trying new things. So the way that they initiate and create is going to be slower. Let's look at perhaps a three five. The three fives are going to be the risk takers. They're going to be the little manifestors that are jumping off the roof of the house just because they want to experience what it feels like to fall off all the way to the ground. And they're going to be deeply opinionated. They're going to be very, very vocal. They're going to tell you everything that they see that's wrong and everything that they see that needs to be fixed. And they're going to kind of live life by just diving in head first. So you can see just with these four examples, the profile makes a big difference to the behavior of your manifester. Understanding your child's profile is going to shift the way that you parent them. Now, finally, looking at their motor centers. In your human design body graph, four of the energy centers are motor centers. And what we're talking about when we say motor centers is these are what provide physical energy for you. These kind of fuel your physical energy in your body. We have the ego, the emotional center, the root center, and also the sacral center. However, as manifestors, none of us have that sacral defined. We are non-sacral beings. So your child will never have a defined sacral as a manifestor. But If your child has a root, an emotional, and an ego center defined, they are going to be a very, very high energy manifester. They're going to have a lot of physical energy that they need to use up as a manifester child. My child, my little manifester Elijah, he has an emotional center and a root center defined. I only have an ego center defined. So he has 10 times the energy that I've ever had, and he is out on the trampoline jumping at eight o'clock at night because he has energy that he needs to use up before bed. And allowing him to do that has been really, really integral in understanding how I parent him. That when he says, I feel like I have lots of energy, it's probably because he does. 
And just because I'm a manifester and he's a manifester doesn't mean that we experience the same level of physical energy. I have a lot less than him. I'm not out jumping on the trampoline at eight o'clock at night, but he needs to. So understanding kind of the level of physical energy that your manifestor child has can really help you in creating those more harmonious environments where you're not telling them no and you're not trying to force them into a box, but you're really nurturing that somatic relationship of them being in communication and connection with what is happening in their body. If they tell you that they have energy to use up or they tell you that they have no energy, just be accepting of that. Be understanding, yeah, great, they probably do. What can I do to facilitate this environment for them so they can really start trusting these messages that they receive from their body and really build that relationship together? Okay, we've covered a lot. I feel like this has gone over a lot of, of parenting your manifest a child, but also there is just still so much more to go. So I think that we will might record like a series of podcast episodes on this. What I wanted to kind of bring to you guys, bring to your attention before I left is one super, super helpful tool if you are a parent of a manifester that you can that you can use is to sign up for my new service, which is called Human Design Audio Readings, right? This is a buy what you need chart reading service specifically for manifestors. The link is in the show notes. You can also jump over onto my Instagram and hit my link in bio. It's all on there or you can go to my website. It's all over the place. You can find it. But what this service is, is breaking down all of these individual levels of the human design body graph specifically for manifestors. And you can purchase individual audio readings for whatever it is you want to learn about. If you want to learn about your little manifestors energy cycles, just get that. If you want to learn about your little manifestors energy centers, the defined ones, the undefined ones, grab those. If you want to learn about your little manifestors profile, grab the profile chart. Each of these audio readings are yours to keep. They get delivered to you through this amazing app called Soundwise. Those are your audio files. You can keep them forever. Come back to them, make notes on them. And you have all of my manifestor wisdom from reading your chart delivered to you in an easy audio file that you've only paid for once. So if you are parenting a manifester or even if you're a manifester yourself and you've been really wanting to get a read of your body graph chart from another manifester, this is the best service that is available for you. It's all there. You do it on your own terms, by your own rules, buy buy what you need, listen for as long as you like. So definitely have a jump over and grab some of those if that sparks your interest. This is going to be me signing off over and out. I would love to hear your experience of parenting your manifesto child, especially if you are a manifesto yourself. So please, 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 it warms my heart so much when you take a screenshot, you share this on social media that you've been listening to this podcast and you tag me so I can share in that conversation with you. Alternatively, I would just be so, so grateful if you could leave a review because what that does is that it attracts more manifestors to this space. And I know that we can all agree that more manifestors need to be nurtured, more manifestors need to be loved, and more manifestors need to be brought into alignment with this spectacular power that we all have. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. 
If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at the Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.